Hey, welcome to The Wrong Way Podcast, because we have no real direction. I am your host, Robbie, and I'm here with my guy, Harry. How you doing on this fine evening? Sunday night, Wrong Way Podcast, Harry and Robbie live from Moss Park. We're here to bring you, we're here to bring you the truth, we're here to bring you the facts. This is the night pod. To be quite honest, we're going to be talking about a lot of music this episode. To say we're going to be finally, you... Finally! Yes. Finally. We have reason to be talking about music. That's good. That's a oh, good thing. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. Robbie and I, you know, if you're more of the sports fans, we're big, big rap guys. Oh, guys yeah. who what like rap. What do you mean? Enjoy hip-hop music. We're going to talk about, about it this episode. I want to give a brief shout-out to Marcus Stroman, starting pitcher of the Toronto Blue Jays, who, by getting traded today, reminded everyone who cared about the Blue Jays four years ago that Marcus Stroman was, in fact, still a Blue Jay. I got fucking jokes. Let's go. All right. I, Let's I go. Didn't, I didn't find the... Hey! Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Hey, man. Hey, uh, I do want to say, anybody listening to this, scroll back in the feed, listen to the conversation that I had with my boy, Diop. Oh, my goodness, man. We had a great conversation. I was surprised that it went for as long as it did, to be honest, man. We just we just sat down. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We talked about live performances. We talked about our collaborations. We talked about his debut project. We talked about everyone else that we've been working with. And what's next for him, man? It was a really good conversation. So if you're interested, go back and listen to that. It's just right before this one in the feed. Uh, shout out to my guy, Diop. Go and subscribe on... SoundCloud at Diop Raps and his Instagram is Diop Raps as well. He doesn't have a Twitter, but dope ass rapper. And if you look at my music on SoundCloud, Eddie Teach, you know you'll see a couple collabs that I have with him too. In between, but, in between wrong way podcasts, Robbie does throw down the occasional sixteen. Every now and then, I got a couple bars. What can I say? I got a couple you're bars. You're a multi multi talented guy. You're too, guy, just, too, too talented. Too talented, talented for one thing to hold you down. You know. Listen, man. I just, I just like again. Once Shaq. Again, Shaq had a a double double season and put out an album, you know. It happened, you know. It happened, but I just, you know, before we get into everything that we're going to talk about today, I just want to say shout out to the my guy Concept, who I did a uh, a conversation with, a little interview with earlier this month. That's also a little back in the feed. Go listen to that, and of course, my guy Diop. Go listen to the music, dope ass artist. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to nobody that I don't fuck with. I'm telling you straight up. Telling you straight up, I'm looking you dead in the eye, Harry. I'm not. I'm not gonna go and have any interviews, conversations with people that I don't want to have that conversation with. These people, concept, and my guy Diop, be, being able to put that on wax, having that conversation, it was really dope. Uh, I really do hope to get another conversation with Concept. He said he was gonna come back on on the next when he drops his album uh, next month, but. Shout out to those guys. Go listen to the music. And now let's talk about the trendy music that's going on this week, man. This is so, a great Friday. Does this mean Does this mean that if Nicki Minaj wants to stop off at the Wrong Way podcast for a publicity tour, she doesn't have a spot in the house? Nicki Minaj. Um, I always give I always give history to the viewers when we bring up certain stuff. Robbie really doesn't like Nicki Minaj. We're gonna keep that short. I'm not. I'm not like you know a supporter for this is this is not a battle we have, but you know there's some context for you. No, see, there's there's you're very right, and that's a very valid question. But for my answer, I would have to say, I would love to have a conversation with the Minaj. I would love to sit down with her and just understand her perspective and her come up. Like it's very different. Like 
if I'm talking about the people that like, whatever, man, this, this is we're going off track. This is not the, what this episode's about. However, you know, if Nikki if Nikki wants to do an interview, I would love to have a conversation. Anyways, where do we start today, man? How you feeling? How you how you doing? You good? Like you said, we got music to talk about. We I think uh, part of the problem Robbie and I have sometimes when we talk about albums is that an album will come out. And we don't want to give you our perspective on it a month after it comes out. But at the same time, we want to be able to give it an honest listen. Some of these albums just came out a couple days ago. Uh, we we have, listened to them, though. We have Chance the Rapper's fourth project. You know, everything's up in the air these days. It wants yeah. an album, wants a mixtape. We have we'll y- get into that. We have YBN Corday's debut rap album. Yes. That is something that, you know, people who are inside of the hip-hop community, people have been excited for. A lot Let's of people... Let's just jump right into it, man. Yeah. I want to jump right into it, and I want to talk about this YBN Corday album. You know, it's kind of funny. The people that... The people that I always brush aside, you know, only... Honestly, I'm not going to lie. There's only two examples that really come to mind that prove this point. But Post Malone, White Iverson. I remember you trying to tell me about this song. I remember you. I remember it being viral. I remember it being a big thing. But I was not interested. I was not down to listen to a Post Malone, White Iverson song. I was not down. Then when I finally listened to it, about three months later, <laughs> after after it was done, after all the after all the viral moments, all the publicity, all that shit, after all that was done, I listened to this song. And I loved it. <laughs> and with YBN Corday, you know, you see one of these other young rappers. You see these littles. He had the uh, blonde dye in his dreads. You know, I, I wasn't paying him any mind. The first thing I heard from him was his response on the J. Cole song, 1985. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. That was that was a big moment for him. Yeah, that was probably the, like one, yeah. of the, one of the first. That's where everyone moments. first heard him. I think it was. I wouldn't go as far as to say it was a viral moment, but this is a kid who came up with a guy named YBN Namir and another guy named YBN Almighty J. YBN Almighty J is most he doesn't famous. Have hit, does he? His he hit Black China, and that's <laughs> oh, that's geez. his that's his you know. But he doesn't have a song that's like a big song. No, right? he doesn't have any sort Namir of big songs. Namir does have one or two. But they're three guys who came up under each other, and and Namir, I don't know, like he's not a bad rapper, but he's somebody who's a little bit not taken too seriously as as a real rapper. Which is why it makes sense that you might not assume someone like YBN Corday and a mix of three guys, where Namir and Almighty J are not Listen, really. I'm not like, gonna lie, if you're not have, real rappers, if you have an abbreviation before your name, yeah. I'm probably gonna hesitate to listen to you. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I think I definitely I think I definitely was guilty of judging a book by its cover too and that when I first like I think that myself like a lot of people clicked on that response to the J Cole song kind of ready to dislike it kind of like yeah. like are you, like are you and like, then heard the like and a, then it, a real mature response not yeah. just fuck you I'm doing Zans I'm having fun Yeah and it, and it was definitely put I would that song put him on the map for both of us so if you don't know about him this is really like he's he even jokes himself that he's got he's I think he said I've got like five songs out before this album uh, so this is really the first body of work from him and I got a lot of points here about him but the one thing I will say is it fair to say that he's somebody like before this project came out was somebody 
who was bigger on the inside of hip-hop than he was on the outside, and that industry people, people like Dr. Dre, people like Timbaland, people like J. Cole, who recognized the response, really caught whiff and understood like what this kid was capable of before the buzz started to grow outside of him. Easily. Yeah. Easily. And you get guys this like that. Man. And it's and why, the reason why I brought up the Post Malone thing and the uh, and tying him to Corday is like you know I I will be quick to shut someone out yeah especially if they fit the profile yeah uh, but this guy Corday man I've been championing him for a little while now yeah every time uh, he's had a new single or even just talks of a new album like I've been I've been saying I'm excited yeah I want to hear this guy. When you when we saw him at the uh, the BET Awards performing with her, that verse was powerful. That verse ended up on this album with the song with uh, Meek Mill. But man, I think, jeez, ah, this guy. Is... Shout out, shout out to someone that young who is able to make music that moves people older than him. That can be that like to that age be able to have a, an understanding and just an ability, just skill level in hip hop. To be able to make music like there's a lot of rap artists and everyone who's a fan of rap connects with certain artists at a younger age because they can identify with them but bro but you bring Corday, up j cole you bring up j cole yeah. and how we both just mentioned how we first caught wind of corday was yeah. his response in 1985 j cole uh, produced the best maybe the best song on this album Featuring Anderson Pack, that goes full circle. Do you want to get into J Cole re- releases a song, 1985, talking about listen, if you're gonna do drugs, you're gonna have fun, do your thing. I'm happy for you. I like your little name. Yeah. You know, you're having fun. Do your thing. Yeah. I like you getting money, whatever. And Corday responds to that, even though Corday doesn't even fit the profile that li- yeah. uh, J Cole was talking about. Yeah. He responds to that saying, you know what? We still we're doing our thing. We're trying. We're like we're we're us. Yeah. And. J. Cole obviously hears that song, fucks with it, yeah. and produces one of the hottest beats, one of the hottest records on this album. That goes full circle with Anderson Pack, who's obviously a big deal, and we've seen these pictures of Corday in the studio with Dr. Dre. I'm actually surprised we didn't see any credits from Dr. Dre on this album. But man. We'll, we'll let's get, talk about this Cordae album. Let's get let's into really talk let's, about this let's get album. into the music. This is a a 15 song album, 45 minutes with a couple of skits, so it's really more like 13 songs. Yeah. Um, Two of them out already. It, Have mercy. You said, I think you said before you felt like you wanted like 10 more minutes. You wanted another yes. song or two. Yes, I wanted two more Whereas songs. Whereas I felt, I felt like this was like, felt like a good amount of time for me. And if anything, this isn't where I'm going to, no, you know what? I'm not going to start there. So let's start, let's just talk about the album as a whole. I think that this is, I don't know if I'd say a concept album, but there is a vibe to the yes. whole album. Yeah. It is... An album that is, intri- I don't know, introductory. It's a good vibe album. Though. Good, positive, wholesome vibes. And good hip-hop. One thing that I was most impressed about this album was that he finds a way to make an album that is not corny, has good writing, and at the same time is able to have like completely wholesome content and, and i'm not saying that i need rappers to be wholesome to be good i'm just impressed yeah. that throughout this album yeah. that there's nothing ignorant here there's no talking about like 
fucking bitches are throwing racks in the strip club. And a lot one of thing things we talked about off mic. Yeah. He doesn't even really say the N-word that much. Like there are yeah. cuss words. He does he does yeah. throw one through swear word. But, but this album especially. It's just really good music. It's it's an album that's that's an introduction to who he is. It's a lot of talk about what's important to him family songs about it's 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 nothing crazy concept wise the stuff he's talking about but it's a good introductory album it's and impressive that's, that's it's it's and you know what and at the, the end of my day if i had to sum up this album of what i think about it and this is kind of a backhand i don't know if i'd say it's a backhanded compliment it's just how i feel this is a good not a great album the whole way through there were a couple of like wow moments but i really like there was a lot more feeling of just this is good solid hip hop. I like what this kid's doing. This this is good to me. I don't know if there's more than two three songs that I will go back to and will continue to be in my rotation. Hmm. But I also do have to see how it ages on me. See, that's where that's where I will jump in and say I agree with you. Uh, with this album, like I said, I've been championing this guy. I've been thinking this album's gonna be fire. Earlier on the podcast. I was talking about the J.I.D. album, DiCaprio 2, and I was saying that I think he's gearing up to make a classic. I think that it was going to be... I thought it was going to be amazing. It was good. It was really good. DiCaprio 2? Oh, yeah. I Very good album. But with this album, I, I didn't want to overdo my expectations. I really didn't know what to expect, to be honest. But listening to this there album... Were no, there, were, there weren't a lot of singles, which didn't help There was only either. the one, Have Mercy. Have Mercy. Have Mercy was months old. R&P came out just two days before the album came out. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't even catch that before yeah. the album came out. So there really wasn't a, a, any single push. But with with this guy, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I just think... I think listening to this album, first listen through, I agree with you. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And with that being said, I think it's going to age like wine. The one thing... I think this album is going to last... I think there's a few songs on this album that are going to go down as a big deal. But only time will tell. But I think this guy, I think he has a bright future. I think he's a very smart, smart young man. I think... I'm fucking excited, bro. I don't I don't know if I'm all the way there with you in the sense of, like, this is going to be an album that's remembered. But what I do think is that this is definitely, for somebody who doesn't have a large body of music out... A convincing listen to be excited for this kid's future. Enjoy this, like, like I, you know, just because I might not think it's timeless doesn't mean this isn't something I'm going to be going back to and enjoying. Uh, he's a talent. He's a talented guy. The production on this is good. There's a little bit of singing too, and and you know something that's that's you know big. It's it's been big honestly since I feel like Drake. And let's talk about it. Who are some of the people that we can easily hear our influences from them? And it's very impressive considering they're still active. I, we can hear J. Cole. For sure. I can hear Mac Miller. And you were saying you can even hear Chance the Rapper's influence Chance on the Chance the Rapper, definitely. There was one song, just a one, where I felt like it was like a And Chance the Rapper was featured on the album. That, oh, that was another single. Bad Idea that was the other single. And it, yeah, it's, just, just, it's just a one-off. It's just a one song. But I have down as a note here, too... That what I will love is, you know, from 16 to 21 years old, I would even go as back as far as, say, 14, 15 to 21 years old, Robbie and I grew up with J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, rappers that will go down as history as Drake. legendary rappers, Drake for sure, Can't and then even, and even dozens of guys who might not be on that level, uh, but at the same time have definitely, like, 
impact other rappers, people like Big Crit, Isaiah Rashad. Um, I, I could go on forever. It'd be silly to think of who the, who the closest honorable mentions are. But uh, we're going to see a generation, and I felt like X was a little bit of it too, XXXTentacion, of artists... Starting that, a wave. Well, artists that grew up off of Kendrick and J. Cole. Like, you have, like, these... Do you have any other notes on this Corday topic, or on this Corday album? Because that's a perfect segue. <laughs> the one thing... I really only have one thing that I wanted to touch on before we finished on sure. it. Sure. Um, and I do think we should probably take a little bit of time for anyone who's interested in giving this a listen to just quickly shout out the one, two, three songs that really you should check out, and then maybe one or two that was, you know, if we're taking off points, why we're taking off points. But the only real question I had about this album before we close out is I'm always someone who appreciates a concept album. And I don't think this is a concept album, per se. I don't se. think that's true. You don't think what's true? That you appreciate a concept album. What was the last concept album that you appreciated? Tell con- me the con- last concept album that you listened to. Music music is subjective, but when I say concept album, really all I mean is an album that all fits under what might be a certain time in someone's life. It might have to do that the production is consistent. Um... Like you can go, you can go look at K.O.D. by J. Cole, and that's something where the narrative of what he's talking about, the type of stuff that he's wants to speak about in his music, and the production of it, for the most part, it bounces around a little bit. It's not a perfect example. Um, you can look at Earl Sweatshirt albums, and you don't think this Cordae album did that? With the skits connecting well, the no, songs no, he, he, with what he's out. doing. Hear me out here. This I'm is here. this is this is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not a con. I I did actually just say it's not a concept album, but I feel like it falls somewhere in between being a really crisp sound that all fits a kind of same narrative. All is like this one part of his life. The music that he's making at this point of his life. And the only thing I'm saying is I wonder how much of it was that and how much of it was a little bit of a safe space and him not having, not the ability as a rapper, but as a musician to just branch out and make a couple different vibes on the album. Name off the top of your head how many rappers have a t- uh, have a To Pimp a Butterfly. Come on. Tell me. Come on. Kanye West's got a couple. Which one? Who? Which one? What Kanye West album is a concept album? Please tell me. My, Other than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Well, that's what I was gonna go with. Even even Yeezus and you know no. We might, no, listen to me, listen to me. We might disagree on what a concept album is because that's something a lot of like with music. A concept you can't, album is a concept album. If we disagree with that, then we have wrong definitions on it. What a I, concept album is an album where it has a concept the con- throughout the whole album. It's sticking through the whole same message, right? And that's why I think "To Pimp a Butterfly" is the instant example that comes to mind, right? And also, if you once again, scroll back in our conversation with me and Diop. We talked about To Pimp a Butterfly, and that's his favorite Kendrick album. Okay. We talked about all that stuff. Um, but that is a concept album. I don't think... I'm, I'm willing to lyrically agree with you that Yeezus is not some sort of album that all fits a narrative. But what I can say is that, to me, the way I view a concept album, and maybe I need to create a new definition for this, but when I look at To Pimp a so Butterfly... So we're talking about your creative definitions of words 
Maybe. All right. Maybe I just I'm, want to get that clear. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm twisting things. This is just how what I refer to as a concept album. What you? Okay. So, the way the reason I would compare Jesus into Pimp a Butterfly would be that even though Jesus is not from a lyrical and like concept narrative song song building standpoint, even though like the lyrics of it. Why are we it, talking about Jesus? Because hear me out. Because <laughs> you said no, no. Because you said Jesus is not a concept it's album. Not. So I'm just explaining okay. my thoughts. It is the same to me as Pimp a Butterfly, as to Pimp a Butterfly from a production standpoint. Only in that I think that the melodies, the rhythms, the instrumentals, and the production themselves fit a certain type of music that he wanted to make, and all happened to do with a type of vibe that he wanted to put out at that time. And I think that just because the production is the funk, soul-heavy, to pimp a butterfly, which sort of goes away from computer hip-hop and goes into instrumentals, Kendrick wanted to do that for a whole album, whereas Kanye wanted to take all this Daft Punk, Euro, kind of synth-heavy... Can I, I... I got a question. Are you saying that a conceptual album can be conceptual based off production. Is that what you're telling me right now? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. And if that's wrong, then that's wrong. But what then That's very wrong. Alright, okay. <laughs> Kendrick's Lamar Kendrick Lamar's album To Pimp a Butterfly was not a conceptual album because of the production. It was a con- it was a conceptual album because he was talking about all the the black problems. Like he was, he was speaking as a black man on so many different issues, and talking about so many different things, and also connecting so many different things, two different things. Uh, saying an album is a conceptual album because of production, just because the songs connect. Damn near every album can make a song connect. Well, we disagree on concept albums. It's I can I can I can understand. Look, I'm willing to accept that I just have my own understanding of it and that might I think be wrong. I think this Corday album is a concept album because like not in the way where he's telling a story throughout the whole album uh, but even even referring back to Kendrick Lamar you, you look at an album like damn and and again this is something that me and my guy Dia talked about he said that uh, the whole playing it back thing was just a scam how Kendrick got everyone to buy the album twice but it's kind of true if you listen to the album backwards like you know it starts off with the story Right. And then it does a whole rewind thing and you do all the songs backwards and the songs connect. And they even connect from forward to backwards. Um, and that album I think is conceptual because even though he has the hits on it, he's still connecting a story through... Like he's talking about a story and then he gets the hit and the hit still connects to the story in a way. But see, and that's... And I want, I want to get off this because I think this is more a conversation between us than it is what we set out to do here. And this is the Wrong Way podcast. So, you know, it's not that I'm not interested in pursuing this. But what I will say is that I was going to talk about Damn when we bring up this Chance album. And I'm not going to get into the comparison now. But when I look at Damn, that would be an example of an album that I don't hmm. think... it's. Let's throw away the term concept album. Just throw it away. Let's throw away that term. So you term. think Yeezus is more of a conceptual album than Damn is? I think that what Damn is is Answer more... Answer my question, please. Yes, because I think that you Damn... You think Yeezus is more of a conceptual album I think than Damn. Damn is more of a playlist of different talents, vibes, 
and abilities that Kendrick Lamar is able to make, from songs with Rihanna to hard-hitting just DNA. Like, like it's, the album goes a lot of different places, and I'm, I will agree that my definition of a concept album is maybe off. Maybe I'm using the term incorrectly, but I think it's a more coherent listen, Yeezus, in the sense of it all fits a certain vibe. It's all similar, you know, forget about the lyrics, but it is all similar subject matter. And then I just really think that the production and the type of music that he was experimenting, wanted to make as a musician, all sort of fit a certain vibe. And I don't think Damn is the same in that way. I'm not rolling with this. I I want to hear if anyone anyone listening, please, please let us know in the comments. Please hit us on Instagram. Please, please let us know. I, I, I want to get think, to the bottom of this. Only do that if you think I'm right. But uh, no, 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 no. It's a joke. No, 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 no. I want to hear this, man, because this is a very interesting conversation. If you think Yeezus is more of a conceptual album, but I just damn? okay, but I just said throw away the term concept album. So what? Because your definition is trash. Because what we're talking about here is not really in sync. Like we're and I and I'm willing to accept that that's at fault of me misusing the term concept album. Let's take a U-turn, man. Let's get back to Corday. I do think this album is a conceptual album in a way because I think with the songs and within the content that he's talking about and how the skits tie it together and how everything just kind of flows together and I think it works. I am I'm happy with this album, man. I think this guy has a very bright future. I think I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying. I think Corday is the best young rapper out right now. What is young to you? Like what around what age? Like uh, I guess he's I think we, we talked like, about this like, last time. I think he's 23. Like 27. I think we so talked that's about too old. I think we talked about him last time and I think we looked it up and I think we found out he was 22 or 23. If he's So I'm saying under 25, he's the best rapper out under 25. If we're going to put an age to him, I'm only going to argue cuz we're putting an age to it. I think you can make the argument that this person has been around for long enough that they're not in the same space as Corday. They're not in the same, like, ranking. But Joey Badass is under 25. Is he? Yeah, because he's 94. He has to be. Yeah, he's 94. Yeah, he's, he's, no, I'm 25, though. I'm 94. I guess then, yeah, he might, he's either 24 or 25. Yeah. Midway through the year. You don't know. Okay. But I'll, I'll give either Joey... Either way, happy birthday, Joey Badass. We don't need to make this about Joey being better than Corday. We got 1999 hanging up on the ceiling right here. All facts. On the record. Right next to Illmatic and Stephen Bishop's Bish. Go check that out. All classics, Bish. baby. All classics. Um, let's, let's... So, the, the, the pack song, are we in agreement that that's the best song on this album? That's a hit. Yeah, I'm with that's you. A it's a J. hit. J. Cole produced... It's a hit. They performed it on Fallon. They both killed it. Like, I honestly great hope vibes. that song blows up because it's good music. It's great music. Um, Bad Idea with Chance the Rapper was a single. I, I would that still song. hold that in. It's the, not going to be like a radio song, but, but it's, it's going to be. But a, just standouts. That's not, not even, the song that's going to live not on, even what's get po- Not even what's going to be popular. Just the songs we like the most on and, the album. And sampling my blocks of cheat code. Broke as fuck, I liked a lot more the second time. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, there's one song I'm missing because I, I can't really remember the name of it. I think it might be Been Around or A Thousand Words. It's one of those two. Um, he wraps his ass off on this album, man. Shout out Corday. I always try and give 
a review. I got. I have to say an eight out of ten, just based off the fact that there's like part of me that wants to give a seven point five, but I know <laughs> I know that I've ranked things that I like way less than this, a seven or seven point five. So I'll give him an eight. You on rated this one. Lil Pump seven point five, and I admitted I was wrong. You rated Lil Pump seven point five. It, it, it takes a strong guy. man. It takes a strong man to admit when he's wrong, and mm. I got receipts to tell you that. Somewhere along the lines, a month ago, I admitted to you that as a man, I made a mistake. Don't tell me you're a strong man and then pick up your wine glass the way you just did. I'm sipping on fine white. The way you just grabbed it does not... Nah. Anyways, anyways, let's get off YBN Corday. Shout out YBN Corday. Go listen to that album, Lost Boy, on every stream and platform. Uh, you want to give it a? You want to give it a number? Right now, I'm giving it an easy 8.5, maybe closer to a 9. Yeah. I can't think of a perfect decimal number. Okay. But okay. I think this album's going to live on. I think this album's going to be very good for a long time. I'm looking forward to more music from him. Our, our, assist, our assistant, when we blow up, can go back and accumulate all these ratings for us, and we can we can maybe make a list or see if they're right or wrong. Don't forget, Harry's saying Lil Pump, not, uh, 7.5. I think it would be a good segment to go back and find all the reviews we've given, and then just go back and say, would we change it? That would be good. But, one hey, thing that is also money, good... Come, come work for the, the TYN. Hey. Great benefits. <laughs> Full dental. <laughs> Full dental. Alright, man, let's talk about this Chance album now. Let's talk about Chance the Rapper. The... Biggest album to come out this summer, maybe? Biggest name? I mean, we got the J. Cole well, Revenge of the Dreamers, but that is a collective. I would have to feel like Khaled and... Yes, um, Khaled definitely belongs on that. Khaled and, uh, and Tyler would be the biggest rap albums of this summer Tyler so by the numbers, but we wouldn't Tyler expect Tyler was the biggest by the numbers. Logic dropped, but I don't think it's as big as the two of the, number, uh, two no, of the no, albums we no, just no. brought up. It was a decent album, but I don't think... Yeah, numbers, it's a fan base. I don't think numbers-wise... Yeah. Hey, it seems like the... The sort of he's not. Anyway, we're not talking about logic. This Let's talk about chance. We're talking about chance the rapper. We're talking about his fourth project. We're talking about. Is this his debut album? <laughs> Apparently, is it? Do you I, call it his debut? This is like me. Listen, man. Listen. Did Ben Simmons win Rookie of the Year in his rookie year? He won his rookie year in the first year no, he played basketball. No, but did he deserve it? Did he deserve his rookie of the year trophy his second year in the league? Did he? I mean, like, you know, did he? Did Blake I Griffin? I don't want to get into the dog. Did Blake Griffin I, I, deserve I, I, that rookie of the year? I don't want to do this right now. I think Ben did. Nobody else did. I'm in, like, a small corner there. Listen, man, it's all music this episode. There's, I got to throw some sports in there. Thing, like, and, and, ben Simmons didn't deserve it. Like, Blake listen, Griffin listen, didn't listen, deserve it. I'm just saying. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whenever I do the Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell talk, and you're not guilty of this because with other people, I just genuinely think Ben Simmons was rookie of the year. He wasn't and, a rookie! And, and everyone gets so he mad about rookie! it. Everyone gets so mad about it when I say it, and I don't care. I don't care if you he think Donovan Mitchell won. I'm not going to fight about it. I understand if he, if Ben Simmons is not classified as all rookie All right, so LeBron's going to win rookie of the year this year. Is that all right? He could. All right. He could. So you're cool with that. Let's talk about right. fucking Chance the Rapper. Okay. Jeez. We haven't even... This is time. it his debut? Yes. Fuck! The best day. This is his debut. Okay. The best day. The big day. Jesus Christ. The big day. Maybe a little bit too much wine. The big day. 
This is going to be an interesting conversation because I don't think either of us have really given <laughs> our full opinion on... Like, we both like it. That's safe to say. Chance, Yo, is, Chance is amazing. Chance is, is, is a rhythmically writing Listen. melody talent. He's a super talented artist. We both like it. Listen. But there's a, it's a deep dive here. Listen. How... How much of a power trip do you think his wife is on right now? <laughs> this guy is one of the hottest young artists in music. This guy has his album cover with his left hand with the wedding ring on the finger. Half the album is wedding songs. He's just praising his wife the whole album. How gassed up, how much of a power trip do you think his wife is on right now, bro? Uh, I mean, hmm. We don't gotta look hmm. at it like that. He's a good Christian man. You think they signed a prenup? He's a good Christian. Hell no, they ain't signed no prenup. What happens? Listen, God forbid, you know, knock on wood. What if they split up? What if they split up? You're a terrible person. And I don't know why Chance's you- debut album is a whole album dedicated to his wife with the with the ring finger on his album. Yo, that's worse than not getting Khalees tattooed. You can on. erase tattoos. You can't that, erase that albums. That doesn't change nothing. You can't erase albums. Nas erased that tattoo of Khalees and he still gets clowned. I'm not with this. I'm Listen, not. I'm man. not with this. I said not talking wood. about. We're talking about a good. We're talking about a good person, a good role model. I love Chance. Why did? Man. Why, why, why did? Chance. Why does Chance have to go bang a thousand thoughts? Because he's the number one guy in in the states. I didn't say that. Well, but, he's been, but we're implying that that you know that his wife is. I'm just saying She's his a, wife might be on a power trip because she is the focus of the one of the hottest rapper in the game's albums. She has a ring on his finger for his debut album. She's winning. Look at me. I'm look. I'm feeling like Drake in uh, the Chris Brown video. Debut album. Ooh, she, she's, Chris Brown she, with the she, dance moves. Ooh. She's winning. No, she's definitely like, jeez. And like I said, with the way he's rapping, bro, they definitely didn't sign no prenup. <laughs> Chance better hope that marriage go flawless and perfect. And they got a kid, and they're probably going to have more. But, you know, like I said, knock on wood, I only hope for the best. Let's get back to the music, though. <laughs> An hour and 17 minutes of music. Yes. 21 songs. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why it's hard to talk about this, because... You can give a 12, 13 song a first listen and have a much better idea of it than a 21 song album. A 21 song album is something di- it's 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 something different entirely. It's it's a different type of body of work. And yeah. I feel like Chance achieved and like a like not a lot of plus 20 song albums you end up feeling like this was necessary for this to be this length. There's okay. not a lot of albums that go past 20 songs where you go With this album was so like, good well, it depends it depends because obviously we've seen chris brown drop back-to-back 40 song albums right chris brown's a big name act right drake's last album scorpion was a double disc album ray schremer went three discs yeah migos went plus 25 songs yeah. it's it happens yeah well it's it and, happens. I, and i I'm, I'm becoming an old man when i talk about this so i'm not gonna bring it up this episode but it's just all of it's how streaming's changed, and if you do a 30-song album, it's going to benefit your streaming numbers more, or your, your gold platinum status. I won't get into all the details of it. But, but listening a, to this Chance album, it was fine. I was not mad at the fact that it was long. I'm not mad at it. You and talk about conceptual album? Let's bring it back to that. I, I think what? this was a conceptual album. Again. I, it's fucking about his wife. It's about his wife. 
For like five, six songs, though. For the whole thing. Hot showers about his wife with the baby and Maiden T.O. Is that Maiden T.O. on that? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, We haven't heard from him. Oh, shit. He had that Uber song, right? I think that this is... That was him on the Uber song? Yeah, Uber Everywhere. That was... That was a hit. You know, he's like five foot three. I believe it. He's really short. I believe Fun it. Fun facts with the Wrong Way podcast. I don't think anyone cares about the height of Maiden T.O. I don't think anyone knows about the Maiden T.O. You don't know. I thought that this was a nice mix of classic chants and some new, some new vibes that he was experimenting with. And I felt like if you want to go back to like lyrical content... I mean, his last album... Can we say that his last album fit a certain sound more than this album did? Yeah. Right, so we agree on that. And it that, was a bad sound, but it fit a sound. You don't like Chance 3? Let's not call it that. Well, he calls it that, so I Did he call make it the that. three more famous than Steph Harry? Did he is that what you're trying to tell me? You're, seen, you're calling his third album or his third project, I guess, his third mixtape, Chance 3. Do you did did he make the three more famous than Steph? I don't I don't see as many Under Armour or Steph Curry hats as I do Chance the Rapper hats. But, but Steph you, Curry's see more a bigger, kids shooting threes. He's a more global icon than, than Chance is. There's no question about that. You got kids in China shooting threes because of Steph Curry. There's not even a question. Yo, the Philippines go he crazy. Didn't, he didn't make the three more famous than Steph. Is that what you wanted to hear? The Philippines go crazy over Steph. But yeah, no, nah, he definitely didn't make the three more famous than Steph. But that's a that's a weird flex, but okay. I'll take it. I'll take that one. I thought this was similar to Damn and that I thought it was I thought both are really good albums and I thought both Damn and both this album had a lot of what we expect from Kendrick, but at the same time was just trying out different sounds throughout the album. Kinda like I thought Drake's More Life was, where it's like No. No. I'm not I'm Really? I'm just... All I'm saying is that these albums to me are not... I'm I'm only comparing them and saying that they're albums where I feel like the artist gives us a look at different sounds that they're capable of. Whereas you look at other albums like... Man, you're going to compare this to More Life? But what do you think I'm comparing? Because More Life is all over the place. More Life is not title as an album. It's title as a playlist. Right. This album connects to me. I think then the way you're saying production can make a conceptual album, that's this. Every song connects. I thought this album was well thought and put together. Like I thought it was. I'm not. Really... I'm not at all saying it's not well thought and put together. I'm but not what saying, you're saying by saying that he's. I'm saying that he's exploring with different musical styles. Comparing it to more life. Does I, he have Skepta on a song? Does he have gigs on a song? He has a ton of mix of different features that are all different types of artists that do different, like are different from different places. But more have different life was styles of rap be. music. I I I think that more life is is Drake putting out music that he is making. It's a mix of all the different types he makes music with, but he's also able to through that work with other artists and hit different sounds with different types of artists. And Chance on this album has a song with Gucci Mane and a song with John Legend on the same album. And those are Chance's vibes. Yeah. They got on Chance's wave. Drake got on those waves or just gave them a song on his album. 
That's the difference to me. I don't think this sounds anything like more the music like, isn't I thought like this, it at all. Obviously not sonically. I'm saying the way it connects. I think it's very different. More Life is a playlist. When you look at other playlists, there's songs by a bunch of different people. That's what I thought that was. And with this, there was a lot of features. Can you name off a couple of the features that you got there? On this album? Yeah. From the start, because I think that's probably the best way I can remember it. I know it has John Legend, Maiden Teo, like I said, DaBaby, Smino, Shawn Mendes, Nicki Minaj twice, no, I think. Nicki Minaj once and Megan Thee Stallion. I think, I thought I heard her twice, but uh, it's, you know, a ton of different producers on this album as well. Um, Tell me how any of that sounds like the Drake album, which every song had a feature, and there were songs that weren't even Drake. There were like three songs from other people. It's not more life. It's not a playlist. I think it's very different. And I gotta say, man, if we're counting this as a Chance the Rapper debut album, I think him and YBN Corday did it right. In their own way. In their own way. Because we talk about the whole streaming thing. We talk about how, you know, I guess more songs mean more money, you know, more streams, whatever, whatever. But Chance being a top five, top top five hip-hop act, right? I think that's fair to say. Top five hip-hop act. Yeah, yeah you got it. Uh, and Corday, you know, being an up-and-comer. Dropping the Corday dropping the shorter album, a lot more hip hop based, not a lot of ratchet shit, just true hip hop. And then Chance kind of sticking to his roots, but dropping a longer album. But there were three skits, I think, give or take three skits. But uh, it was, I thought they both did it right, man. I thought they both did it really good. I. This album to me is not an album that I listened to through 21 songs and was there with it 100%. I'm not saying that either. And what's interesting... I'm just saying they did it right. I'm not saying I love every song. What's what's interesting to me when I compare this to Acid Rap or when I compare this to his last project, um, Coloring Book, I think that... There are standout moments on this that are better than almost anything he had on his last album. I think there's a lot of great standout moments. I don't know if I enjoyed the full listen as much as I enjoyed either his last album, Coloring Book, or Acid Rap. I think Acid Rap is to this day... You like Coloring Book more than this album? I don't know if I can say that because there are like seven, eight songs. When I line up the songs that I like the most... There are more on this album than there are on Coloring Book. Right now. Yes. Yeah. But when I look at Coloring Book, there weren't as many moments where I just, it kind of lost me for a song. I didn't like Coloring Book. And that's a lot of people who heard Acid Rap and got a dope summary, hip hop, but at the same time also just kind of like cool vibe. We're a little thrown off by how slow, gospel-y, and kind of soft his last album was. Yeah. Um, so, and I actually really loved his last album, even though that vibe is not something I can do seven days a week. The sort of churchy, pro-life, happy, like, happy messages, nothing but, like, talking about, you know, butter on pancakes as a four-year-old. Um, I, thought, I thought it was a special project. 
but I think that this album shows more of his talent, both in that his sense of rhythm and melody with his writing. Um, there's a lot of really good songs in this album. A lot. I just wanna, I just wanna witness the power trip, bro. <laughs> the ring on the finger on the album cover of your debut album, man. Goddamn. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. She, she owns half this album. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you consider the content, it's about 75, 80% of the content. So yeah, man. Shout out to her. She, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out to Chance the Rapper's wife. No disrespect. Obviously, obviously I'm, I, I was making, I'm making jokes, but obviously I want them to have a happy and healthy marriage. You know, you gotta love love, bro. You gotta love love. Speaking of which, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar just had his first baby. Yep. Or he's expecting his first baby with his uh, wife. I have faith that Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper will put good people into the world. And that's a perfect segue because, man, like, maturity. Maturity in hip-hop. God, I love it. I love it, man. One person I want to talk about here. Mature boys up 20? We're not, no, there's no scoreboard. No? We're not doing that. No? Big Sean right now, man. We Have you heard these two new singles? I have. What do you think? Off the top, we got Overtime and Single Again. I I don't know if you're going to like my Big Sean takes. I really, wow. I really felt like with you that he was on an upwards trajectory. That from Dark Sky Paradise, which is most famous for I Don't F With You, that was the big song off it. But between Paradise, a couple of good features, there's some really like steps up as a rapper from him. Then you go into I Decided, which is 2017, and when I did my favorite albums in 2017, I mentioned that that was one of the biggest surprises I've had Great album. almost in my lifetime from a rapper, and that somebody who I had certain notions of, I thought a certain way about, and then just came out of nowhere and shocked me with an album that I really thought was just great. He did an album at the end of that year in Metro Boomin'. Couple songs I like on it, but not a, not a great project. No. Really not a great project. Um, we haven't heard damn near anything from him, and he's talking about that years. on these songs. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. It's been anyone who follows him is no stranger to the fact that him and Janae Aiko have had an up and down, bumpy relationship. You have to imagine that affects him a little bit. In the last pretty much two years, the only thing we've got from him are like, like a, I was looking at it earlier. There's like a Halsey feature. It's like just like not, much. like not stuff that he really cares about. He works with DJ Khaled, so of course. So I was really excited to hear these songs, and I like the writing in them. I was listening to uh, is it is it Overtime? That's the more rap vibe song, That's the freestyle one. Yeah. When I listened to that back the second time, I enjoy the writing of it. I think it's a good song, but there was something about the energy that I just thought was off, and I didn't really like the single again song. So overall, I was just left with an impression off these two songs that I'm kind of tempering my expectation for his next drop. Like, I don't think he really killed it. But listening to Overtime for a second time, I liked it a lot more than the first time. Maybe that one's a grower on me. Well, we defer here because when I listen to these songs, 
I was I was surprised. Uh, obviously, you know, I, we can't expect the best pen from Big Sean, right? Right, Harry? We can't expect, like, the most lyrical triple entendres, like, crazy bars from Big Sean. Right. But when I'm listening to these songs, the way he's... The reason why I liked I Decided, and probably about half of Dark Sky Paradise, is because it seemed like Dude was starting to progress. He was starting to mature. He was starting to rap about things that mattered. And, you know, shit. We're talking this whole episode about conceptual stuff. And, you know, I just don't want to hear Big Sean talking about fucking all these bitches, getting wasted in the club, turning up. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. So, hearing about songs like this, or hearing songs like this, sorry, and um, single again, I mean, it's a fucking power move having your ex-girlfriend having backup vocals on a song called Single Again with you talking about being single. But over time, you know, he's spitting bars. And what he's saying, you know, he had to take... You, you were saying he, we haven't heard from him in a while. He had to take some time off. He was working on his mental health. He talks about that a lot in these couple songs. I hope that's not a repetitive thing on an album because that can get a little tired. You know, I don't want that to be your selling point. Uh, that has been a thing in recent years. Uh, especially after the Logic Shout out song. everybody but Logic. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a concept album. No, the song. Maybe the worst the, the concept album song. ever. I'm talking about the 1-800 song. Like yeah. That, 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 the bringing, bringing the mental health issues into the music has become a trendy thing, and I hope that's not too, too, too strong. You just hope forward. that it's not from an ingenuine place. Is that fair to say? That it's not somebody using it. Because I don't want it to be oversaturated. A lot of people struggle with mental health, and you're more right, people than you know. You're right. The reception to people coming out and opening up about it has been so overwhelmingly positive that you might be not only skeptical of whether you're talking about this because you want to be open and honest, or you just want to put a good look on yourself. I don't know if you're questioning that. But furthermore, I guess you're also just saying from a content level, you just don't want to hear it for a whole album. Yeah. Yeah. But with with uh, with with these Big Sean songs, yeah, I'm just I'm really looking forward to mature Big Sean. Uh more just good music. I know you say you're a little iffy on these couple songs, but I'm excited. I'm excited. We got a if couple he, more singles. If he drops a really dope album, I would not be surprised. Oh. I still have the confidence in him from Ooh. that. Because he has, like I said, been on a really upward trend the last couple of years. If anything, what surprised me the most about his two songs was I felt like something in the energy was off. I felt like it was a little stale, the sort of cadence and just the energy he had on it. Like I, I think that's him, bro. I think he found a little himself. bit of it. A little I, bit of it is he has. I saw a lot like, of these tweets that he's been saying. He said that he's been for like the last three years or whatever. He's just been eating whatever, and he found out that he was allergic to. Half the things he was eating every single day, and he just yeah. thought it was normal to have headaches, stomach aches, and just like feeling sick. And turns out he was just allergic to the shit. I think he's just in his bag. I think he's back to being him. And you know, I'm not looking forward to the 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 the, the, the what's it called, uh, super duper flow or whatever it's called. But I think he's gonna flow his ass off. 
pause, I guess. I don't know, it's kind of weird. And just, he's going to have some bars, bro. I'm excited for some new Big Sean. I'm As really am excited. I. I'm not not excited. Just wasn't all the way behind these two songs. I think Overtime might be a grower on me, though. Well, Overtime's just one of those singles because we, we know he has the uh, first quarter and fourth quarter and now right. Overtime. So that's just like a single. I think single again might be the first single on his next album. Right. I think so. No pun intended. And like I said, bro, having your having your ex on having your ex on a song on you talking about being single is. I'm with you. I am with you. When you got into the chance, when you got into the chances, wife, she's on a power trip. I was. I just felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable because it's the suggestion that a good man chances on a leash. Big Sean's got the leash. Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree that have an ex do background vocals. And no disrespect, by the way. An ex do background vocals on a song to announce that you're single again? That's mm. pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to downplay that That's one. That's pretty big. You're right about that one. What o- what other single we got? Yo, we got the uh, Drake and Rick Ross song, or Rick Ross featuring Drake? Gold rings. Is that what it's called? Gold rings. Okay. Gold yeah. roses. Yeah. <laughs> it's rings or roses. All right. Good song, though, right? It's one of the two. Really good song. I think one of the things that threw people off, and I've heard this from a couple of people now, is it really kind of sounded like it wasn't as much like Drake collabing on a Rick Ross song as just like Drake had stuff Drake to song. say. <laughs> Drake was rapping Drake his ass off. Drake had stuff to say, and Rick Ross was just happy to have a Drake verse. Bro, Drake said 10 years in and you still haven't heard my most impressive verses. I fucking believe him. We're talking about yeah. this maturity with Big Sean. And Chance the Rapper, whatever, whatever. Bro, Drake's I, uh, kid is going to be five years old in like three years. I think Drake I think Drake <laughs> is actually... Drake's going to have some shit. I think Drake is becoming a better writer. I thought Scorpion is not up there in my Does favorite. Does he write, though? It's not up there in Ooh. my favorite albums. The writing that is Drake is better. Are you happy with that statement? All right. The writing that is Drake. All right. I cover myself. This song, as always... Dope beat. You can expect that of Rick Ross. Rick Ross really rarely misses on the production. Um, Drake's got, what, a 32 on this? This is not a standard 16. It's a six-minute song. Yeah. He raps for two and a half minutes at least. He goes in. And Rick Ross Rick Ross holds his own, too. It's not a song that you, know, you, you turn off as soon as Drake's done. Drake's definitely the standout, but no one ethered Rick Ross. Um... You brought up something that you heard on the Joe Budden podcast earlier with me. Do you mind sharing that with the with the listeners? Oh, I mean, it, it's nothing really real. It's just it's 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 a rumor. I guess so. It's but a rumor. One it's of the not guys... even big enough to be like a you know you can't even really find it on blogs. It's not even that big. But yeah, no, just one of the guys on the Budden podcast who it kind of has ties to both camps said that he thinks there might be a. Rick Ross and Drake collaboration album coming out. And that sounds pretty good to me. I'm on board with that, bro. If you look at the catalog of the few songs that they have together, they are great songs. I feel like Drake, um, when you think about all the, the talents he has... And we've said this before. Drake is a chameleon, no? He takes other people's styles that are hot, <laughs> and he kind of adds he takes, his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he them. adds his own vibe to it, and and he is a talented enough guy that he can he can you know successfully pull off these sounds. 
But because he can successfully pull off so many sounds, and we've just accepted him for it, um, is he not the easiest artist in rap to do a collab album with, and that he's just adaptable to anyone? He could do an album with Lil Baby, and he could he could go over Wheezy and, and, and Metro production all day, or he could do an album with fucking SZA and just do R&B feelies the whole album. And that's why I said, when he said that line on his album, fucking 10 years in, you haven't heard my most impressive verses. I believe it. Because he just jumps on verses. You know, I, I'm not gonna... At this point, fuck it, man. I'm not gonna say he does or doesn't write whatever. I'm over that. It's done. But... He's jumping on songs every other week. Songs that end up being smash singles, or they were already smash singles. He just makes a little remix, and I don't know, bro. Midas touch. It's it's different. There's it is. never there's never been anyone. Hmm. He's one of the most successful. Is Elvis Presley the closest person to Drake? I never heard no Elvis and Fetty Wap collab. I. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, wasn't what you were looking for? No. But, I mean, like, you look at someone like Elvis Presley, and it's even different with that because there were so many people against it. You're talking about the fact that Elvis basically took black music and ran with it, but at the same time was able to... No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying being such a dominant force in music right. for so long. Elvis had less competition. He did, but I'm just... I don't know. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that has dominated the billboard charts other than fucking Lil Nas X. It's hard to think of a solo artist. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, a couple of bands in like the prime of rock and roll. I don't even know if the Beatles are even fully Well, of course the Beatles, but uh, Drake even overlapped the Beatles. He he made that line on the right. going, on the the Meek track. Drake's bigger than Taylor Swift, right? Got to be. I fucking hope so. It's got to be. Yeah. Got to be. He's the biggest artist in music. Yeah. And he has been probably for the past four years. And he's been... Since Views. Since One Dance and Controla. No, Hotline Bling. That is on Views. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying yeah. Hotline Bling is the... Yeah. That's the international he was, thing. He was giant before that. That wasn't like his come up or yeah. anything. Like He was a huge artist before that. But, uh, you know, Ariana... And, and even since then, he just continues to just jump on different tracks... Making a bunch of different types of music, doing everything. He stays dominating the charts. He stays relevant. He does what he has to do. We have never seen a musician on the. I guess you can maybe say a Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson doesn't do the music level. Can he just we, has all the crazy famous shit. Can we potentially agree with my statement that? In terms of all the artists in rap, if you want to look at someone who could do a collab album and do it well with so many different rappers, is there anyone more adaptable than Drake? Probably, but I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah. But, you know, shout out Drake. (laughs) Uh, This album was dope. Like I said, I do believe... Single. Yes. Single was dope. Yeah. I do believe... Oh, this is a single off Port of Miami too. Album that's coming out soon. I do believe that Drake has his most impressive verses in store. I think we're going to get a lot more. I want that mature content from these artists that are maturing. One you know, thing. J. Cole's been ahead of the curve. Yeah. J. Cole's been making that mature music. He's been wanting to... He's been ready for that shit. 
One thing that's interesting with Drake is that he's mentioned a couple of times that he wants to know when to retire and he wants to know when to bow out. And I think a part of that is a little bit of a sub at Jay-Z and Kanye West and a couple other people and that Drake is full-on implied that he thinks that they're past their time and that, like... Uh, he's even, oh, Drake he's even, does not fuck with no Kanye West. And he's even said, I think he's even said on record when talking about Jay-Z that he feels that he doesn't understand why he's still making music. I don't, nah, I'm not rolling with that. That might have been the case. I think Drake said that like on a line or subliminally on a line like six years ago or something like that. Jay-Z's still nice. No, but I'm not, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's interesting with Drake. You said his best verses are to come. I just find it interesting that I've heard Drake say a couple of times he wants to know when to bow out. And I wonder if that'll actually happen. I wonder how much more we'll have of Drake as a musician. He's 31, 32. He's not. We're t- hey, hey, he could make hits till he was 60. Till he's 60. And, and no, he's not, not, not until he's 60. 45? 50s. Okay. Jay-Z's in his 50s. Or about to hit 50. About to hit 50. And he's still making great music. And the thing is, like, obviously the music will mature, the music will age, the music will change. But, nah, Drake. Jeez, man. You want it to- will never. I don't know if we'll ever see. Like, uh, you think Lil Nas X can build a career to be? Have you heard Panini? Yeah, it before sucks. Before, it's terrible. Yeah, so it's really bad. But I don't know, bro. Honestly, one of, and you said this. You put this. I don't want to say you put this idea into my head, but you. You were on record about this before I believed it, and that I think XXX Temptation was one of the only kids I saw out there, and maybe the legal issues would have burned him, but he was so good at making different styles of music that I think it is possible that globally, in the same way Drake has, he could capture so many different ears. Maybe. I don't know if I can name somebody else right now in music that I feel like is capable of that same level. I don't know, man. There are people that are around his age. Like, I feel like when we talk about Chance the Rapper, when we talk about Kendrick Lamar, when we talk about even someone like Childish Gambino, who I don't expect to, you know, ever come back into rap or even that much more music. He's making way too much Hollywood money. He ain't going back to rap. That's true. Keep making movies, Childish. You ever seen Ludacris come back? (laughs) Oh, yeah. For a Bieber song. He's no fat no. check for that no, one. No, he's been he's been out of here. He's he left after the Bieber song. Yeah. That's when he was out of here. Yeah, that was his pension. He got the Bieber song, he got Fast and Furious, he was Yeah. Peace. Wanna talk about some shithead kids? What are you talking about? What are you referring the to? The XXL freshmen. Let's get to it. Not all of them are shit shithead kids. Some of them as the baby are as old as twenty seven. And he might shoot you, so you might want to call him that. He could. <laughs> I like the baby. I would hope he doesn't shoot me. I would, you know. <laughs> yeah, leading out on the street, be like, "Bro, I fucked with your tape." I, I really like Suge. I really like Babysitter. No, no, man, this Suge went off, bro. There were a couple good songs on this shit, man. There was, or no, a couple good uh, freestyle ciphers on this mix. Or what do you, you want to call this? It's fucking YouTube. I don't know, man. There was what were the what were the sections they had? There was Tierra Whack, Comethazine, and Roddy Rich. Right. There was Blueface, YBN Corday, and Rico Nasty, and there was by the time you said Baby, Megan The Stallion, YK Osiris, Lil Mosey, yeah, 
Those are the those are all the sites. My brain doesn't allow me to hear ten names and remember all of them by the end of it, so I don't know if we got everyone, but I got everyone. I think well, let's take a second to talk about the state of XXL freshmen. I brought up two weeks ago that I was kind of sad that I feel like Cypher and Freestyle and like real rap as far as... Like, I don't think real rap's dead. We're talking about Chance the Rapper, YBN, Corday, two popular albums that just came out that are, you know, about as real rap as it gets in 2019. But, uh... XXL Freshman has been a little disappointing for years for people who enjoy good lyrical hip-hop. Because when it comes to ciphers... And Until it, Blueface comes onto the scene when it and comes, saves the day. When it comes to ciphers and freestyles... You need the JIDs, you need the J. Coles, you need the Joey Badasses, the Absols, the people who can really impress you with lyrics. And we've had to sit over the last few years and watch people like Maiden T.O. Um, you know, who are some of the worst examples? Like, like I'm, I'm kind of upset that you named him first. I kind of fuck with some of his music. Lil, Lil Uzi, I mean Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, these, these guys who like I actually like as musicians. Um... People who just, like, don't have any place in an actual cipher. So, is it fair to say, before we get into who was the best and who was the worst, this year's was a little better than we thought it was But when we saw the names? Sure. Like, that it wasn't a great year by any means for XXL rappers. I'm with that. But that... After hearing a couple of them, they're decent. After seeing the names and being like, well, this is just another year in the L category, because for the last three years, I don't know when the last time XXL had a really good year was. I think you would have to go back to the time where Chance, um, who was in his class... Chance, John Connor, uh, uh, Vic Mensa... But there was Isaiah Rashad, that's another name I'm thinking about it. As far as, like, just talented rappers, that was the last class. I mean, we had some really bad ones. Like, one of the ones recently, I think that Gold Link is the most popular member out of the class that was like, was like two years him, ago. Rory, Kid Kid, uh, Dej Loaf, I want to say. Like, truly maybe the worst year uh, for freshmen. Um, so this year did catch me a little by surprise. Far from the best year. Still a bit of a disappointment as far as the state of hip-hop. But who was good and who was whack? Let's get into it. Uh, you know, the baby makes the same verse every single time. I'm chalking him in as number one. If you listen to his cipher, uh, and we also listen to his freestyle, the solo freestyle, uh, we heard that it was the, you know, he took bits and pieces from another freestyle they did that he did on Funk Flex, but the baby body that shit. The cipher is where he caught a body. Yeah, and he went for we looked at it two and a half minutes. He went double the amount of time that anyone else went yeah, in a cipher. Two minute flag. He, he was fired up. He was hungry. He was talking his shit. And the baby man is somebody who like I'm really starting to separate from other hype rappers in the sense of like I think he's clever. I don't think he's got a great pen, but I think even being clever and I think that he's got some rhymes that catch me off guard. He'll have a good line here and there. I think he's actually a pretty good rapper, like, by by standard definition. He doesn't just make, like... Like I said, he's kind of making the same song, but it's... He, I'm fucking with it right now. I think Megan Thee Stallion was number two easily. She's your number two? She's up in, in, in the top three, at the very least, the five. I'm just trying to go over and trying to think if there was anyone who really... She looked great, too. I thought... She looks great. 
I thought Tierra Whack, we kind of disagreed with it. I thought it was it was like it was a that hers was probably the second longest out of anyone. It was like a one and a half minute acapella, which I didn't like the Listen, start. Listen, ladies, of. just please don't wear face masks. Don't paint your face. Just let me. That's Rico Nasty. They're both the same. I saw Tierra Whack with face stuff on too. I just don't. Yeah, like Rico Nasty's was good too. All the females are in like the top five of this to me. Um, yeah, but I like Megan. I think I think hi Meg. I think that <laughs> remember the Royce to five nine freestyle. Hi Rihanna. Yeah. Hi Megan. Hi Megan. Um, number two for me, the one that caught me off guard because I really don't know anything about him, so I had no reason to be excited about. Roddy Rich was up there for me. I really thought he had a nice. You saw I put Corday before him. So I'm gonna put. Let's Cor- say it was just. Let's say it was the baby Megan the Stallion, YBN Corday, Roddy Rich. Everyone else falls underneath. I will give you. It was all irrelevant. Corday and Meg interchangeable at three, and I'm gonna put Tierra at four, Rico at five. When it comes down to starting to get into people that we really didn't like the most, is Blueface the worst to you? Was I that think the worst? Blueface should not have vocal cords. I feel like. Someone just honked their horn outside. That was that was perfect timing. That was aggressive. I don't know, man. I just feel like and I don't want no harm done to Blueface. Of course not. I don't wish harm upon nobody. You just want his vocal cords peacefully and harmlessly removed. Or I just wish he never found them. Like, you know, he just like he was just a mute. Blue I don't face, know, bro. baby. I just don't understand. I just don't understand how he raps like that, man. I think that Blueface, I said it on the podcast once, I think that he might be one of the worst rappers to accidentally stumble into getting famous. So let's not confuse this at all. I think Blueface as a rapper sucks. I'm kind of happy for anyone who's able to make it out of a shitty situation and land a song as big as that. But I'm really just, you know, don't buy him or buy into it at all as like someone who's going to be around. I really think that this guy's going to be like in debt in two years. Um, I didn't. Yo, think, Lil Pump's already out of here. I didn't think he had the absolute worst verse. Lil Pump had a hot six months. Lil Pump's done. You think Blueface is gonna last long? You might be right. You might be right. You might be right about Pump. It's over. Yeah. These yeah. fucking industry plants are done, bro. Lil Blueface, fuck that shit. Blueface, I don't know why you rap like that, bro. Someone I actually like. Why does he rap like that? Fuck. Someone, someone I actually like a lot. I didn't think Comethazine's verse went at all with a cypher type beat he's not a cypher rapper he's a trap soundcloud rapper it just didn't really fit i'm gonna put him and blueface as kind of like an eight nine i'll say comethazine eight blueface nine i thought lil mosey was the worst i thought it was just i thought it was just thrown in he didn't blueface try to me bro fair enough i thought i just i thought lil mosey was just like i really didn't I thought it was fucking stupid that he did the same shit Kodak did because you know he saw that. Yeah, fuck, fuck the like, beat. <laughs> yeah, like, like fuck this DJ. Like it, it was kind of a moment when Kodak did it. So for him to do it again, I just thought it was corny. There was no effort into the verse at all. So I just have to put him. Where I, does I where felt does, like Blueface was trying more than him? Where does Tyler the Creator's Funk uh, Funk Flex freestyle rank on this list? Is it better? Is it like... It's the gayest freestyle on this list. (laughs) That's for sure. Yo, is he gay? I'm so confused. It doesn't. Is he bisexual? Is he gay? He's a fucking weird guy. Who knows what that has to do with his sexuality? 
I'm amazed that Funk Flex was as cool as he was the whole time. Is it fair to use that as like a marketing tool? Is he using his? <sighs> I think he just thinks it's funny. I think this, and I think fuck. he, I think he Isn't likes. Isn't that a problem? I think he likes to get reactions. I, I think that. Is if like what like homophobic wise or like yeah like if I if don't he, think if so. he comes out in a year and he's like yo I wasn't gay I've been fucking the hottest Russian must, uh, models for the last four years I don't care about I nobody. think that Tyler the Creator from what I know about him is somebody who probably genuinely accepts loves and thinks no different of gay or any sort of off sexuality people in his life um, I don't get that's the, fine and, and, but to market homosexuality. Is that cool, man? Is hard, it? hard to say. I think you're. I think you're raising an interesting point. I don't know if I've thought enough to give you a good answer on it. I don't I think. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I, I when I heard this shit, I thought it was funny as hell. He, it seemed like Funk Flex obviously didn't expect nothing. He was just spitting some funny wild shit. I don't know, man. I just. I. I I'm just. I don't know, like, we see Lil Nas X's Twitter. Obviously, he's a, he's a troll. He makes a lot of jokes. He's having a lot of fun on Twitter. And he, I'm pretty sure he came out of the closet on Twitter, if I am correct. And if he comes out in a year or two years, and he's like, nah, I wasn't gay. I was just trying to boost my record sales. That'd be a bad look, right? Yeah. And if Tyler, the creator, comes out, in two years after dropping Cherry Bomb and coming out of the closet after that and then dropping this album which isn't he doesn't necessarily have homophobic lines or not homosexual lines on this album but on Flower Boy his know, last bro. album there's a couple moments Flower Boy's where, last one where he okay, makes, I wasn't sure which he one makes actual references to male relationships he's had who knows the reason artistically for why he chose to do that I think there's a very real possibility that Tyler, the creator, is actually bisexual. Honestly, I don't think it matters. This is a debate. Like, and I'm not. I saying... don't think it matters if it's true. Yeah. And I want that to be very clear. I don't think it matters Fair. if it's true. Okay. I, I get... just think All it right. matters no, no. if I... you're using it to market it I as a. I understand. As a ploy to and the, get and more the attention. Vibe I have is him as a person is not only somebody who I think is not a homophobic person, and you're not even suggesting he's homophobic at this point. You're just asking if he's trying to profit off of it. I just he don't also, know. I'm confused. He also doesn't necessarily... I want the answers. He doesn't necessarily... I want straight. the answers, Sway. Well, I don't have them. Okay. Fine. I guess I'll... I guess I'll take that. I guess that... I guess that's... I guess that's the... The, the, the end of... An hour and 14 minutes into the episode. I, I didn't get any answers. I'm... I'm You've come to the end of the road to find out that I have no answers. I have no answers. I was... Okay. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time we see you. Thank you for listening. Skr, skr!